Grace, mercy, and peace be with you from God our Father and our Lord and our Savior Jesus who is the Christ. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Good and gracious God, we give you thanks for this day, for all you have given to us and for sending your son Jesus. Help us to hear your word and to follow it, that all may come to know of your love. This we ask in your holy and your precious name. Amen. I remember when I was probably... Eighth grade, maybe that summer between eighth grade and be, eighth grade and being a freshman, and it was my first trip to northern Canada for a fishing expedition. And it was my dad and a family, a couple family friends, and my uncle. And so there were about six of us on this trip, and we're on the way up, and we go all the way up to Wawa. I don't know if anybody knows where Wawa is, but um, there's a big tin goose there, and and uh, we had a lot of fun. And on the way back, I was my uncle was driving, and, and the adults were taking turns, and I got to sit up in the passenger seat. So I thought that was big stuff, because the adults were behind us, and I'm, I'm up front. And my uncle said that I was the chief navigator. So we're driving south on Interstate 75 up in, in Michigan, and he goes, do we want to take 23? And as this 8th grade, ninth grade kind of guy, I was like, I knew what we needed to take, right? Because you take 75 out of Toledo and you get there to Findlay where the, where the uh, sugar plant is and, and you get off on 15 and then that hooks up to 23 and you're to Marion. And I said, no, nope, we want to stay on 75. Interstate 75 the way it is. Now, what I didn't realize at the time because I obviously knew best what I didn't realize at the time was when you look at a map, 23 sort of is like the hypotenuse of the triangle and comes down to Toledo as well. And we ended up hitting Detroit, Michigan in rush hour traffic when we could have avoided it completely. And so my uncle said, are you sure this is the road we're supposed to be on? Yes, he listened to me. Because he did. And so I started thinking about how that experience and how we sometimes don't follow the map that's been put in front of us. We don't follow the map that's been given to us. And as we start to go and look at our text today, you know, we begin with our Old Testament text and, and the Mosaic law and the law that Moses had given to the people. And it was about living in community and trusting one another and serving each other and not to break those laws. Makes sense, doesn't it? And today... In our gospel reading, then Jesus gives us the text that every pastor hates. Because it's a very powerful text, but it's a very strong text, and it's a very poignant text that talks to so many people. And I started looking at this text, and I was thinking about that. And, and I was talking about if you come to bring your gift to the altar... Now imagine bringing your gift to the altar and you know that a sister or brother has something against you. Now remember, the Mosaic Law was saying that we're going to live in community and covenant together. 
So we're all sisters and brothers. What does it say? It doesn't say wait for that person to come to you. It says to go to that person. Now, this morning when you got out of bed, how many of you looked in a mirror? What did you see? Nothing? <laughs> you saw yourself, right? And I want you to think about that visual for a second. You're looking in the mirror, and we have this gospel text today, and what are we to do? Not to wait on somebody, but we're to turn around and walk away from that mirror. We're to walk away and go to that brother or sister and reconcile ourselves to them. Reconcile ourselves so that we are living in community in the covenant and the promise of God that God has given to us. And if we go through this entire gospel text, if we think of adultery, if we think of divorce, if we think of all the things that this gospel talks about, you know, swearing, what does that really have to do? It has to do with not other people but us. Now, yes, relationships break and that happens. But the reality is it's more about what is happening in our lives and are we taking the time on a daily basis, not just once a year when this text comes up or once every three years, but are we taking the time, are we taking the time to go and to reconcile ourselves with our brothers and sisters, with our spouses, with our children, with our co-workers, and asking God to be with us and asking for their forgiveness for, you know, for we have all sinned. And that's exactly what repentance is, is turning, is literally turning around, turning from that sin. And so are we doing that daily, asking our brothers and sisters for their forgiveness for their, so that we're reconciled to them? Now, the good news for us, of course, is that Jesus continued to walk on the earth and, and he walked all the way to Jerusalem where he gave of himself and died on a cross, where he was raised from the dead and where we have been given the gift and promise of new life. We have been forgiven. Our Jesus died to atone for us, to, to, to take away our sins. However, that does not mean that we sin in order that grace may abound. Does it? Because if we do that, if we just say, well, I've got Jesus right here in my back pocket, I'm good to go. He's going to forgive me. Well, that might be true. But you also are cheapening the grace, that costly grace of God's love for us as he gave of his only son. So that we are called as children of God not to cheapen that grace, but to, to strive and to live our lives pure and holy and blameless so that we can go out into God's world so that others can see in our, in our doing, in our lives, 
the gift and promise of God and through the Holy Spirit working in and through us and seeing how we how we walk and how we live our lives, they may come to know of God's love as well. But you know, we are still human. As Paul says, we're still of the flesh. And because of that, we still stumble and we fall short of God's glory. We, we, we still trip up and find ourselves tangled up in that thing called sin. And we are forgiven. So how might we, how might we try to avoid some of that? Obviously, living our lives as God would want us to, but, you know, not calling it a map, but at, like a map, maybe we need to pick up God's word. We need to pick up the scriptures, and we need to read what God says to us. And not just wait until we hear it on Sunday morning, but read it day in and day out and hear the gifts and promise of God in our lives. We need to know that, that Leviticus is in the Old Testament and Timothy is in the New Testament. We need to know what the Scripture says and calls us to do knowing that we still are drinking that milk. Not quite ready for that solid food, but moving that way. So that we can maybe, maybe, have that life that's not full of sin and doubt, but that life that's full of grace. The reality, though, is for each of us, every morning when we get up and look in that mirror, we're going to, we're going to see a sinner. But old Lutheran's got this really cool t-shirt, and it says sinner. When you look at it, it says sinner. But when you look down and read it from the other way, it says Saint. Because we believe that we are simultaneously saint and sinner. That we cannot, because of our humanness, because of our brokenness, we sin. And sometimes we know what those sins are. But because of God through Jesus, because of that incredible gift, we are forgiven and made saints. So I encourage you, or maybe I implore you, maybe that's a stronger word, to pick up the book, to pick up what God tells us to do, to read about God's love in our lives, and to strive to walk that arrow and that straight line, knowing that we will stumble, And when you need, and you will need, to reconcile yourself to someone, don't be afraid. Go and reconcile. And ask for that forgiveness, because God's already given it to you. But ask for that forgiveness in that person's life. 
so that you can continue to be the chosen of God as we walk together. May the blessings of Almighty God be with each of you now and forever. Amen.